ratted out. This one is one of my first flash fiction pieces. And I think I was inspired by the time I lived in Manhattan in the uh, early 90s, circa 92 to 95. I lived in uh, the Lower East Side. I lived in um, Williamsburg. I lived in Greenpoint. Uh, as, was, as was typical for my 20s, I moved every single year. Um, and that era was no exception. Uh, this story mentions the theory of the Green Army Men, which uh, you'll hear about. Uh, I touched on this same theory um, in another story called Samantha's Army in a very different way. Uh, but this theory was promoted to me by a friend who used to work with troubled teens. And this was her theory about why some teens uh, were more resilient than others. And I always thought it was pretty darn interesting. So the picture chosen for this to go along with this uh, episode uh, is me in, I think probably 1992, probably, I think that was that first year I lived there, if memory serves. Uh, and I spent a lot of time on rooftops, right? Um, a lot of us did. Those, we didn't have any money. Um, so bars were kind of out. Um, uh, and rooftops in 40s, you know, that was, uh, that was all right. That, that did the job. So I think I'm just kind of writing this from that perspective, kind of looking out at Manhattan from a rooftop. So here we go, rat it out. The rat was wide-eyed and feral with an unslakable thirst. It would not normally attack such a large beast, yet rats these days were not as in control as usual. Every rat in the nest felt like this, stomach cramps, vomiting, not enough water in the world. Rats don't know from suicide. They're not like lemmings or humans. You'll never hear one say, hey, squeakers, end me. The super who put out the poison with the new and improved formula, said so right on the package, never thought about suicide either. He just wasn't built like that. His cousin, big shot chain furniture store guy, always had a theory. He'll tell it to you any chance he gets, and it goes like this. Each of us is born with a different amount of green army men, the old-fashioned ones in the big canister. So, like, a person could be given the same amount of stressors as anyone else, even a brother or sister, but depending on how many men you got on the inside determines how much you let the bad stuff affect your life and how you turn out. Got a good amount? Maybe you get through it with therapy and a decent marriage. Or maybe you got ripped off and you joined the ranks of the addicted and the dead. The super of this building of 12 apartments must have had a good collection of green army men. A runoff wife, a kid on drugs, an incontinent dog. He never complained. Just cleaned, fixed, and poisoned, just like every other super in Manhattan was doing. He sent out the poison for the second time. After that, Mrs. Joala in 3C said a rat bit her dog. Now that was no normal circumstance, so he doubled the amount he put out only a week before. Maybe that last dose only made them bonkers instead of dead. It was a nut job theory, but he had noticed that the rat complaints spiked this week and were getting more bizarre. A rat bit my ankle in the elevator. A rat jumped on my kid in the middle of the night. And now the three sees Toro the wonder mutt. What he didn't know was that the rats that bit the dog and the ankle and jumped on the kid were all from the same nest in the wall of the basement, near the leaky pipe behind the boiler, cozy and shredded newspaper, used napkins, and teenage hair from the girls in 2B. That day, the same day the super put out 
more new and improved poison, the nest was empty for most of the day. The super couldn't know that, couldn't even find the damn thing, but what he saw in the late afternoon nearly stopped his heart, but that's not what killed him. When he came out of the elevator on the third floor, he peered at the far end of the hallway, dim under the burned-out bulb he was sent to fix. The brown carpet undulated, except the carpet up here wasn't brown. He blinked and took a step closer. He froze. The animated rug grew whiskers, tails, and tiny claws that, as the super found out in the next twenty seconds, should not be underestimated for the pain and permanent damage they can cause. His screams brought out Mrs. Joala and Toro, who screamed and barked simultaneously. The rat rear guard moved as one, continuing the wave effect. Mrs. Joala managed to crush one in the door, but that sacrificial rat allowed the door to remain open, and soon her apartment was a blur of scurried movement. Toro barked wildly, but once he was bitten, he leapt to the fire escape, the force of which brought the window rattling down onto his tail. His howling brought out a number of neighbors in the building, some yelling, Shut up that mutt! and a couple with compassion saying, They'll be right down to help. This scene played out over and over again in apartment buildings all over Manhattan Island. That new and improved formula turned rats into crazed, insatiable creatures. And, as you know, like in the House of Representatives, for every one rat you saw, there were one thousand represented underground, in tunnels, in alleys, in the walls of everywhere. The poisoned rats attacked people, pets, and non-poisoned rats. By the end of the week, people were packed into makeshift high school gym shelters across the boroughs, or hunkered down tend to an apartment like immigrants from the 1800s, sleeping in shifts. A week after that, it was decided that only thing to do was torch the entire island. People were told to evacuate. Of course, some stayed, but most fled over bridges and through tunnels. New Jersey declared New Yorkers had two days to leave the city, and then they were cementing up their side of the tunnels and erecting, no pun intended, Jersey barriers at the ends of the bridges. The boroughs had already started boarding up subway exits, and the borough president of Queens blew up his end of the bridge. Manhattan was set ablaze from an air raid that dropped firebombs every 500 feet, aiming for the tops of apartment buildings. Manhattanites, who decided that they could never make it anywhere else, were killed by either the bombs or rampaging rats, sometimes both at once. The boroughs absorbed the working-class island dwellers who didn't have the means to escape, but were willing to swim, and they filled up the vacated buildings newly available for habitation. Bankers, Etsy shop owners, gamers, and others who can survive online settled in New Jersey. But the shopkeepers and fashion designers just kept driving, their livelihoods destroyed, too many shops, and not enough fashion for either to survive in the boroughs. Surely there aren't so many rats on the shores of California? <laughs>